My daughter's always giving me skin products to try, and I always use them for a few days, and then I just get bored and stop. But since I started using One Skin, and that's today's sponsor, I've been using it twice a day without fail, and I'm not kidding. I've been using it around my eyes and on my face, and within a week, I'm already seeing differences. It's easy to use, and my skin really feels soft, and I think it looks healthier. I'm sure you know this already, but stress, hormone fluctuations, and a lack of sleep can affect your skin. From dry skin to dark spots and acne, your complexion may not be where it used to be, and that's totally normal. However, one skin can really help. I like this company. It's an all-women team of scientists, and they've developed a peptide called OS1, and it improves the health of your skin basically from inside out. In other words, it gets to the root of the problem. And as a physician, it's important to me that the benefits have been backed by studies. Now, for the first time, I'm recommending a skincare product to my daughter. So you can get started today with 15% off using the code TODDLERS at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code TODDLERS. Now, after you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. So please let them know that Toddlers Made Easy referred you to them, as that's one way of supporting the show. I decided to promote the podcast, A Place of Yes, because it's about parents, or I should say heroes, with medically fragile children. After the sudden and unexpected loss of their son, Jake, this amazing family started a nonprofit organization called Jake's Help from Heaven. Since then, They've helped hundreds of families with medically fragile children, raising more than a million dollars. And this podcast is an intimate glimpse into the lives of parents and the children who receive support from this organization. This podcast is about learning to cope with grief and how to be there for a grieving person. This isn't something we often talk about, but it's an enormously important topic that deserves our attention even though it's hard. So please listen to A Place of Yes wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Toddlers Made Easy, where there's no fluff, just practical, research-based, 15 minutes or less parenting strategies. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Dr. Catherine, a pediatrician with more than 33 years of experience. I'm the author of two parenting books, the founder of Healthiest Baby, and the mother of four amazing adult kids. And let's not forget Smudge, my great big golden doodle. Is being the referee really the best way to manage sibling fights? Acting as the referee in a sibling battle is like putting a lid on a pot of boiling water. It may contain the overflow, but it doesn't turn down the heat. It's understandable that you want the sibling conflicts to stop. All the yelling and teasing and name-calling and wrangling and nitpicking, it can really make life stressful and frustrating. Now imagine this. Four-year-old Mark and his younger sister Melanie, they're in a fiery push and pull over their green alphabet puzzle. Each of them is shouting, mine. Melanie's also saying, mummy, mummy, Mark isn't sharing the toys. If you rush in and take sides, it's simply going to stir up resentment and lead to more quarrels. So to minimize future disputes and to handle the current one, it's crucial to understand when to intervene 
and when to hold back. If you always step in and solve your kids' problems, they're going to expect you to get involved in the future ones. So if the kids are merely annoyed, don't step in. Just wait and see. If things escalate, then of course it's time to intervene. Sibling bickering is natural. It's how kids learn to interact, and the home is a safe place to learn these lessons. Siblings usually like being together, but playing nicely can be tough, especially with the age difference. It's our role to reassure kids that we understand them, but that doesn't mean we should always fix their disagreements. If we do, they lose the chance to learn and practice important problem-solving skills. Now, before delving into the specifics about how to intervene in sibling fights, let's talk about how to reduce sibling rivalry at a more foundational level. Key to this is the understanding that when children feel secure in their parents' love, they're less likely to engage in fights with their siblings. This is where giving your kids one-on-one time, where they get your undivided attention, phones down, helps them feel loved and valued. This time should be child-led, where you join in your child's world without suggestions or corrections. And try to do this special time every day. It can be 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever you can manage without feeling it's a pressure on you. Now, parents can inadvertently exacerbate sibling rivalry through certain actions and statements. And all of these are done innocently, not intentionally. For instance, comparisons, whether positive or negative, can create a competitive atmosphere between siblings. So saying things like, your brother always eats his vegetables, or your sister never forgets her homework, can stir resentment. Similarly, seemingly innocent labels like, Jack is the smart one, or Susie is the athletic one, can pressure children to compete for parental approval and the coveted best spot. Constantly presuming that one child is the instigator in sibling disputes can also escalate tensions. This can lead the labeled child to feel unfairly targeted or misunderstood and begin to carry a grudge. Now let's explore how to step into sibling arguments in a way that really strengthens their bond while keeping your nerves calm. Sounds pretty good, right? Don't hop in and choose sides like a referee. Just describe what you see happening in front of you. I call this describing instead of dividing. For example, you hear Melanie crying loudly, so you walk into her room to see what's happening. You see both kids gripping the same puzzle, faces red, and they're in a shouting match. Well, instead of saying something like, Enough, both of you, or Jake, just let Melanie have the toy. You're too old for it anyways, or I'm done with this. Instead, say something like, sounds like a lot of yelling in here. You both want to play with the same alphabet puzzle. Jake, you look angry. Melanie, you look mad too, and I see some tears. Then wait and listen to the kids' replies, but keep your stance neutral. And just sum up what you hear. So Jake, you say this is your puzzle and it should stay in your room. I see. And Melanie, You think it's not fair because Jake has all the fun toys. Is that right? Have I gotten it right? Now, express your trust in your children's ability to resolve the problem. So say something like, hmm, we've got two kids and one puzzle here. That's a tough spot, but I'm totally sure you two can work this out. 
Or you could say something like, both of you are upset. It's tough when you both want the same toy, but I know that you two can figure this out. If the situation is safe, consider stepping out of the room and allowing the kids to attempt a resolution on their own. Their problem-solving skills may be better when you're not directly involved. But at first, your kids may need a little help, so you can make suggestions like, you could take turns, or you could work on the puzzle together. Why don't you two chat about it and figure out a plan? Later, when everyone is calm, consider doing a redo, where you give your kids a chance to correct. There's two big wins here. Kids learn better ways of resolving problems, and we get the perfect moment to cheer them on for it. Plus, it's fun. So let's do a quick rehash before we finish up for today. A powerful way to help siblings get along better is to make sure each child feels seen, understood, and valued. Giving each child daily one-on-one time has been shown to make a big difference with so many behavioral problems. Next. Only step into sibling squabbles if you need to. For instance, if the kids are getting physical or the conflict is escalating, it's time to intervene. Otherwise, hold back and let the kids try and solve it on their own. Now, when you do need to step into sibling squabbles, play the describer, not the divider. And by that, I mean talk about what you see happening, but don't take sides. Just narrate or describe what you're seeing. And this helps in several ways. It doesn't aggravate sibling rivalry. It teaches kids how to resolve conflicts, and it'll help you stay calm. In my course, I encourage parents, if there are no safety issues, then create a space between your kid's behavior and your reaction to it. And use the space, this moment, to let your nervous system calm down. Use a mantra or deep breathing. Then step into things when you're feeling calmer. Now, if you want to learn more about how to calmly manage those hair-pulling toddler moments, register for our free Tame Those Tantrums workshop. You'll find the link in the show notes. Have a great week and happy parenting.